Tenant opens in Europe to some great reviews. Here's a quick fire look at Tenant. Hi, this is Dan Silvestri. And Tom Pizzato. I'm Vicky Hodges. Of SpyMovieNavigator.com. Join us now as we're cracking the code of Tenant. No spoilers. This is a Christopher Nolan film who did Interstellar and Inception. So we know it will be mind-bending. All right, starring John David Washington, Robert Pattinson, Aaron Taylor Johnson, and others. So let's get going. It was filmed in many locations throughout the world, including the United States, India, Italy, the UK, Denmark, Norway, and Estonia. It's getting some good reviews, and Cinema Blends critic Sean O'Connell gave it five stars, saying Tenet is, quote, wildly original, and that, quote, you have never, ever, ever, ever seen anything like Tenet before, ever, unquote. Yikes. See cinemablend.com for Sean O'Connell's full, well-written review. Hey, there's no spoilers in that, are there, Dan? Ah, uh, no, 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 absolutely not. And Michael Caine also gave high praise to this movie. We have to figure out what time inversion means, and then we'll see how that plays out in this movie. So, our guest co-host, Vicki Hodges, who resides in the UK, went to see Tenet the day it opened in the UK. I'm jealous. And here she is, again, no spoilers. All right, Vicky, go ahead. Okay, so the highly anticipated Christopher Nolan espionage thriller Tenet is a mind-bending roller coaster ride that you just won't want to get off. Starring Book of Eli actor John David Washington, the newly appointed Batman actor Robert Pattinson, and Nolan's Dunkirk actor and one of my favourites, Kenneth Branagh, this is a film with visual effects that will astound you. The essential plot of the film follows a secret agent who is played by Washington in a race to prevent World War III by manipulating time. The film runs at two and a half hours and begins as a slow burner. We as an audience ponder over the clues that Nolan drops for us through his cinematography and his conversational pieces. At times, the film could be likened to an old spy story with the stunning locations. But by adding the visual elements, this film then comes into its own. The practical visual effects used in the film are some of the most impressive that I've seen in recent years. Not a drop of CGI to boot. This allows the audience to feel like they're part of the action, that the distorted reality they are witnessing is around them. Blurred images, wide landscapes, handheld brutal fight scenes, up close and personal. This sense of wonderment that Nolan brings to the audience stems back to his childhood days of watching the Bond film, The Spy Who Loved Me in 1977. Uh -huh. Seeing the Lotus Esprit underwater for the first time or the rising underwater city of Atlantis, Nolan adds in an interview with Digital Spy that this film had such scale and such possibility, it was pure escapism and had an excellent fantasy component to work to. So those who are familiar with Nolan's work will be able to make connections to his previous films. The visual concept of a bullet leaving a concrete wall and going back into a gun is metaphorically seen in Memento from the year 2000. Starting at the end to find the answers at the beginning. His constant use of manipulating time and the concept of time, whether it be through immersive dream states seen in Inception in 2010, with its lead character, Cobb, 
advising to go downwards or deeper into dream levels is the only way forward. Or it can be seen in the gravitational dilation in interstellar, time moving much slower in the gravitational pull. So now we've come full circle with Tenet's protagonist literally going backward and forwards through time to save the world and the damsel in distress. I won't lie, the film is complex and is not fully understandable first watch. It may not be understandable on a second watch. (laughs) It may never actually be fully understandable. (laughs) But through the use of new filmic methods and the phenomenal performances from this stellar cast, this is not just a film for me. This is cinema at its best. Cool. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. So I've got a question for you there. You mentioned a couple other Christopher Nolan movies. And is watching one of those earlier movies a good idea? Is there any tie-in back to Interstellar or an Inception? I've heard things that if you're going to see this movie, maybe you will want to have seen one or both of those. And I don't know if there's Yeah, there was tie-in. something about Interstellar connection, I think. I did wonder whether I should watch Inception again, but I didn't. You could watch it as a standalone film. Okay. You don't need to really watch any of the others, but if you particularly like Nolan's style, it is worth watching the others. Now, the Satter Square, that's where he gets the tenet. That's where we get the name, right? Yes. And how big of a role does the Satter Square, because the Satter Square is an historical fact. A Satter Stone, which was found all the way back to 79 AD is kind of a square and things were chiseled into the square words. It contained five words, the central word being tenet, T-E-N-E-T. And it's made up of 25 letters and it reads exactly the same forwards as it does backwards. So it's kind of a puzzle. And Arepo is a word in there and they think in reality, this may have been some kind of farmer and it was talking about some kind of tools or something. They didn't really know exactly what the meaning of the Satter Square meant. Sometimes it's called a Rotas Square because that's Satter backwards. And so you could read up and down on the Satter Stone, left to right, right to left, Satter across the top, Satter down the the left, Rotas down the right, Satter up to right. So it's kind of a complicated kind of puzzle that really has never been solved in real life. Probably like the film, that is a complicated <laughs> puzzle. So it's sort of, um, ah. it's a juxtaposition to that, yeah. <laughs> it's been found all over the world, the same kind of thing. So how much of a role does the Satter Square play? It's essential to the film without going into too yes. much detail. Okay. It's the core of the film, I would say. Okay. I think the Satter Square was found at Herculaneum, in the ashes from Mount Vesuvius, the same volcano that buried Pompeii in 79 AD. So <laughs> this concept of the stone goes goes far back in time in reality. So it's interesting to see that this is really kind of like the foundation stone of the movie. It well, seems. if we're going to invert time, we can go back as far as we want. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So that's good to know that that's important. Yeah. So I think maybe that's a good connection there that, hey, this is a complicated puzzle in the Satter Stone and a complicated puzzle in the film. So Vicky, if you're a spy movie fan, this is definitely something you'd have on your list to go see or recommend people go see? Yes, uh, I definitely would go and see it, uh, whether you're a Nolan fan or a spy fan. 
because it does it does have uh, it does branch out into other films. Some of my friends that I've spoken to who have seen the film have mixed messages. Some it's too too complicated for them, or it's just not their bag. They don't like the no no don't like Nolan's type of film. Mm-hmm. But because of the hype of the mo- of the movie, everybody wants to go and see it. <laughs> yes, particularly if you're a spy fan. There you go. And that's a wrap at our quick fire look at Tenet. Thanks, Vicky. This has been Vicky Hodges and Tom Pizzato and Dan Silvestri of SpyMovieNavigator.com. Thanks for joining us. Join us for each episode of Cracking the Code of Spy Movies. <laughs>